brother and sister Waldrop are here. They're not here by accident. They are here by divine design. I'll say that again. They're here by divine design. God sent them to the Truth Church at just the right moment. Amen. And we are so glad they are here. I want him to come once again. I want him to take his liberty tonight. Just obey the Holy Ghost, whatever he feels. Amen. Praise God. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Elder Riggin. Clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. Let's do it the way the Bible says do it. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, let's magnify him. Let's glorify the name of the Lord in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm not surprised by this Holy Ghost visitation tonight. Amen. The Bible said the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. God responds to hunger and desire. Amen. Mine and Pastor Riggins' pastor says God feeds according to our appetite. Amen. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. Amen. James says you have not because you ask not. Amen. I don't want to do without because I don't ask. Amen. Amen. I refuse tonight. Amen. To allow a lack of faith to hinder. Amen. What do you say? Let's have faith in God tonight. Amen. We're enjoying his presence. But there's a purpose for his presence here tonight. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles, please, to 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. I do want to say what a delight it is for me and my precious wife to be here in Olathe, Kansas, with you in revival. Amen. Amen. I appreciate what the Lord is doing. And uh, again, this, this may not uh, mean for everybody what it needs to mean. I can't really help that. But uh, God emphasized to me again this afternoon in prayer that uh, this is not just another series of services. God has something very, very special special and spectacular, not so we can brag on ourselves, not so we can say, look what we've done, look what the preacher's done, amen, this is not here because of me, amen, I'm just trying to help you recognize what God wants to do, amen, God wants every truth preaching apostolic holiness minded church to have revival, Amen. God doesn't want charismatic churches growing. Amen. Charismatic churches can't have revival. Amen. Revival comes through truth and holiness. Amen. I'm talking about real Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about increasing attendance. Amen. Amen. That, there's more to revival than increasing attendance. 
Amen. And so, amen, God wants real revival to be experienced by every one of you. Amen. Amen. Your faith is not on trial tonight. Amen. God is very, 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 very much ready to do something presently. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I won't be surprised when people testify of miracles that they receive tonight. Amen. I'm not surprised at your pastor's testimony. Amen. Great things happen when you get God to working. Amen. 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 And so let's let God do what he wants to do. Amen. Don't be satisfied where you are. Amen. I said, don't be satisfied where you are. You know what? There's just a whole lot of staying in the church that looks just like getting in the church. How did you get in the church? You got tired of the world. How do you stay in the church? Stay tired of the world. How did you get in the church? You surrender to God. How do you stay in the church? Stay surrender to God. How did you get in the church? You obeyed the gospel. How do you stay in the church? Keep obeying. Amen. You got in the church by submitting your will to him. How do you stay? Keep submitting. <laughs> I know you're standing, and I'm, I promise you I'm about to read my text, but, you know, um, there, there's, there, there's one book in your Bible that is essentially the birth of the church, how to get in the church. There's four books in your Bible that laid the foundation for the church. The ministry, the life of times of Jesus Christ, that's the foundation. A tried stone, a precious cornerstone. Amen. Laying that foundation of the apostles and the prophets. One book in your Bible on how to get in the church. And the rest of your New Testament, with the exception of Revelation, is how to stay in. So you just don't get in and, well, it don't matter now. I'm, I'm, I can do anything I want to because I'm in the church. No, 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 no. Amen. It ain't over, honey. You're just getting started. And it's not hard to stay in. It's not hard to live a holy life. It's not hard to submit to spiritual authority. Amen. You know what it takes? You got to want to. Amen. Amen. Verse 21 of 1 Kings 18. Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, if Jehovah be Elohim, if Jehovah is the creator, if Jehovah be Elohim, if the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. They didn't have anything to say about that. Got their attention. It's not here, but I can just kind of feel it. Deer in the headlights. 
a man of God drew a line and said, you know what, it's time for us to make up our mind. Elijah said, verse 22, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them, therefore, give us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on wood, put no fire under. I'll dress the other bullock, lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord, Jehovah. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. You know what they said? That sounds good. The God that answers by fire, let him be God. And a People in desperate need of a present revival. People in desperate need of heavenly rain. Said that sounds good. That sounds good. Amen. The God that answers by fire, let him be God. It is well spoken. That sounds good. Amen. Just for a few moments that I want to preach, it still sounds good. I said it still sounds good. The God that answereth by fire, let him be God. Lift up your hands in his presence. Sincerely, humbly, gratefully, would you acknowledge his presence tonight? Somebody shout in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you for standing tonight. Amen. Oh, I feel good in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I uh, am very excited tonight about how uh, the Lord chose to open up the 18th chapter of 1 Kings. Now, I don't want to take too much for granted, but I'm, I'm quite certain most of us understand the, the dynamic of the situation here in the land of Israel. There has been a, a drought. It has not rained a drop for three and a half years. And there was a reason for this drought, and it was because of idolatry. Amen. The people of God uh, got distracted. They, they got their eyes off uh, of God. And they began to give what belonged to God uh, to other things. 
they started giving more time to other things than they gave to God. Amen, I know you can't pray 24-7. Amen, I, I know that there's a thing called balance. Amen. I, I know, I know that uh, you can't always be reading your Bible. I, I get all that, uh, but faithfulness to God, consistency in your relationship with the Lord. I, I know in many ways uh, uh, it, it's, it's very uh, hard, if not impossible, to give physical time to God that you give uh, to your job. I understand all that, and so does God. Amen. But, but when it comes time, uh, amen, to give uh, the time that I have available to God, I need to give that time uh, to God. Amen. But somehow or another, the people of God uh, had stopped giving uh, that affection and that time and that devotion and that attention to Jehovah, and they had fallen into idolatry. They started worshiping the gods that the gods of, or the people of the world worship, the gods of their generation. It was primarily this false god by the name of Baal, this pagan idolatry, man, this ungodly godly licentious worship I, I believe that we would be embarrassed tonight if we knew some of the things that happened in so called worship to Baal Amen. Needless to say, uh, not to be overly simplistic but their worship was ungodly Amen. And again, not being overly critical, but you know the truth tonight that there's a whole lot of so-called worship that goes on in this world that is very ungodly. Amen. And quite frankly, it's because people in the world are giving what belongs to God to something else. It meant there's nothing wrong with hand clapping if it's done in the right place at the right time for the right reason. Nothing wrong with getting excited if you're getting excited at the right time at the right place for the right reason. Nothing wrong with being exuberant in the expression of your appreciation if it's done at the right time, at the right place, amen, for the right reason. If your passion and your worship and your appreciation is focused to the one to whom it truly and really belongs. Word of God helps us understand we don't need to give our worship to man. If man, we don't need to give our worship to the gods or the idols of this world. Amen, amen. Abraham's supreme test quite simply was 
God seeing if Abraham was willing to give to his God what Abraham's generation was giving to their gods. It was very common. It was very common in Abraham's generation for pagan idolaters to offer their bone, flesh, and blood on altars of sacrifice to their gods. And God said, Abraham, your generation is offering their children to their gods. Do you love your God the way your generation loves theirs? Are you willing to give to me what your generation is giving to their gods? Man, there's people, there's people that'll show up to work in the morning with no voice. There's people that'll go to work in the morning hungover. There's people that'll go to work tomorrow with the testimony of what happened in their house of worship. And they'll be able to give all the stats of their God. How many yards that he passed for? Amen. How many amen times he crossed the goal line? They're going to talk about jumping up and down and hollering and clapping their hands and high-fiving and getting excited. And really what they're saying was, you should have been with me when I was worshiping. Man, it happens in sports arenas. It happens in coliseums. It happens in concerts. And what it boils down to is God is doing without because they are taking what belongs to God and giving it to an idol. Don't get quiet on me now. Amen. I said don't get quiet on me now. Amen. It's a crying shame. I'm having to say what I'm saying right now. Amen. Because I feel to say when the trumpet sounds, it won't matter who won the Super Bowl. When the trumpet sounds, it won't matter how many home runs they hit. It won't matter how many rings are on their finger. Amen. It won't matter how many championships they won. Amen. There's one thing that's going to matter when the trumpet sounds is am I going or am I staying? Amen. I got to tell somebody if you're concerned about the home runs and the three pointers and the touchdowns and the championships, I don't like your chances of going anywhere when the trumpet sounds. God was not being unfair. God was not being unjust. God was not being chauvinistic and pig-headed. God's more than fair. The, 
the judgment that they were suffering was rightfully meted out. It should have happened a long time ago. God is patient and God keeps giving opportunities to repent. Amen. God understood as God that they're going to have to suffer judgment in order to be delivered from their idolatry. We're not, we're not, we're not talking about Amorites and Amalekites and we're talking about Israelites. We're talking about judgment that came upon one God people. It meant because that they had fallen into a distracted state of worship. Getting too concerned about things that didn't matter. Amen. I'm going to tell you, it does matter who you worship. Bible said his servants you are to whom you obey. Amen. This is not popular preaching. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Pentecostal churches. This is not popular preaching. Amen. I'm feeling a little kickback even here of all places. Come on, why don't you make up your mind? What really matters is my relationship with God. We all have friends, but how many friends we have doesn't really matter. We all like to be accepted. We're human beings, but being accepted by others is not what really matters. What matters is being accepted by God, being liked by God. And God said, I'll receive you. I'll be a father to you. You'll be my sons and daughters. But if you want that to happen, you've got to come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord. Come on in heaven. Holiness is still in style. Separation is still in style. Purity is still in style. Pure worship is still in style. Please hear me tonight. Hear more than just my words. Hear the spirit that's anointed me to say it. Amen. Why are we so concerned about what everybody else thinks? I want to know, God, what do you think? You know, you know I'm preaching the truth. There's a lot of things that look really good to a lot of people that don't look good to God. Why do we pattern our life and our lifestyle? Our style of life, our style of living. Why, as so called, amen, supposed apostolic people, one God, Jesus' name, 
repented, water baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say Holy Ghost. It's not just a spirit. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. I'm telling you, holiness is, in, is involved in your salvation. Is it still in your Bible or have you ripped that page out? Be ye holy, for I am holy. I know I'm an evangelist. I'm out of my place right now. I know evangelists aren't supposed to preach on holiness. Amen. But I've got to mind the Holy Ghost right now. And the Holy God has always called his people to holiness. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be distinctive. We're supposed to look different, talk different, act The world has always thought God's people were weird. But you know what we're doing? You know why they say we're weird? We're doing what they're doing when they go to church. But we're doing it when we go to our church. We're weird to them because our church is not where they go to church. I need to be giving my altar call right now. I hadn't even started my introduction. I haven't opened up my notes yet. God, help us. Sister Walter, play, pray. Pray, baby. They can't say, don't clap your hands because they would be a hypocrite because they clap there. They can't say don't hoop and holler and get excited because if they say that, they're hypocrites because that's what they do when they go to their church. When they go to their sanctuary, they lose their ever-loving mind. They don't care what anybody thinks. They wear the uniform of their God. They put on the colors of their God and they come ready to demonstrate their affection. They're just looking for an opportunity to get on their feet. They're just looking for a chance to let everybody in the house know that's my God. And I'm not ashamed, amen, of my God. But their problem is not with our hand clapping, our jumping, our shouting, our hooping and hollering. Their problem is where we do it. We're weird because we give to our God what they give to theirs. Amen. I said we're weird to them. Bible said, amen, that the, they, they say it's foolish. 
What I'm doing right now to a lot of people is foolishness. That's what the book says. Amen, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. It pleased You know why I'm excited right now? Because I feel God smiling. I feel the smile of glory. You know why? Because I'm not ashamed of my God. And God said, if you're not ashamed of me, I'll not be ashamed of you. Somebody demonstrate your affection for the God of glory right now. Somebody give to your God what your generation gives to theirs. Come on, don't let a chief fan out and worship you. Don't let a royal fan out worship you. Don't let a NASCAR fanatic out worship you. Don't let a metalhead out worship you. I'm not doing it just because, but there's something that comes from way down deep on the inside. Jeremiah said, I'm gonna hold my peace. I'm gonna zip my lip. But he said, I could not because it was like a fire shut up in my bones. if you're looking for something to shout about. Your pastor said he was in pain when he come to church, but now he's feeling good because the healer is in the house. Patrick Mahomes can't do that. Kelsey can't do that. The slugger can't do that. The three-point shooter can't do that. And the devil can't do it. But God can, and God did. Let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. service of this revival was a message on worship. God
God said on the very first service of this revival, if you'll get your worship right, you'll have revival. It's not about just making noise. But when you get your worship right, there'll be some noise. It ain't just about getting excited. But when you get your worship right, there'll be excitement. It's not about fleshly demonstration. But when you get your worship right, there'll be a demonstration. Come on, let's love him together. Amen. We're at a critical moment in this service right now. Come on, worship him from your heart. Come on. Amen. A bunch of distracted, out uh, worshiping people of God. Uh, amen. Uh, hundreds of years ago said, uh, when a real man of God put his foot down uh, and said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. Uh, if Jehovah be Elohim, uh, if the Lord be God, uh, let him be God. Uh, if Baal be God, uh, then serve him. Uh, and they said then, uh, that sounds good. Uh, it is well spoken. I want to know tonight. It ain't about what they said, but it's about what you say. Come on, how does that sound to you? I can't speak for you. Your parents can't speak for you. Your spouse can't speak for you. Your children can't speak for you. But I've come to speak for myself. It still sounds good to let him be God. Let him be the one I worship. Let him be the one I serve. Let him be the object of my devotion. Amen. If you don't like this kind of preaching, I'm sorry. This is what thus saith the word of the Lord to you. Not to this church, but you're here on divine appointment. Man's heart defies his way, but the Lord directs his steps. He knew who's going to be here, and he put this word in my mouth. And if you have any discernment, you recognize I'm being anointed to say what I'm saying. 
the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach. It's only four words. Let him be God. It's easy to nod your head and agree. Let him be God. You hear this evangelist tonight? They knew what the prophet was saying. They got the message. You've been messing around. You've been flirting with the world. You've been compromising your convictions. You've been doing what you're doing because everybody else is doing it and it feels good and so you justify your feelings. Let him be God. It's not just a good feeling on a Sunday night worship service. Feeling good on Sunday night, amen, and feeling that charge of faith in your spirit is not God's approval on your lifestyle. Is Saul among the prophets? Amen. It was, they were asking a question. In other words, they were saying, what's he doing prophesying? He doesn't live like a prophet. This is confusing to me. Amen. I, I wouldn't expect him to prophesy. They knew what he was saying. Clean your act up. Straighten up your lifestyle. Stop giving what belongs to God to other gods. Stop giving what belongs to Jehovah to the gods of this world. Stop giving more affection, amen, to idols than you're giving to God. Stop caring more about yourself than you care about God. Stop caring about your feelings more than you care about God. Come on, that was the biggest problem of many of the kings in the days of the prophets. They just wanted somebody to tell them something that'll make them feel good. And if you don't have something to say that'll make me feel good, don't say it. Keep your mouth shut. If you don't make me feel good with what you say, I'll put you in prison. If you don't make me, come on somebody. And you can incarcerate and you can imprison the voice of spiritual authority in your own mind. You can turn off the voice of the spirit because it brings conviction that's your business. But I highly recommend you don't just hear the words, but you feel the spirit. (laughs) 
I'm trying to close, I promise. I highly recommend somebody getting off your throne and getting on your face. I highly recommend somebody receiving a word of correction. I highly recommend somebody recognizing this is not judgment, this is mercy. This is God saying, I love you enough to send a preacher and preach holiness, preach separation, preach purity, preach sanctity. I submit to you, dear saints of God, tonight. I know it was idolatry. I, I, I understand that. But there was a reason for idolatry. I saw this and just let me, let me show you what I saw. It had been too long since the fire fell. Read your Bible. When the fire's fallen, there's no idolatry. So what brings the fire? Real worship. Pure worship. It, 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 they kind of play and feed off one another, don't they? What comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, no fire or idolatry? Amen, but when the fire falls, Baal who? Dagon who? You're correct. You go to the ball game by yourself, the fire's falling. You, 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 you know, you know, every one of us have an altar. And you know I'm preaching the truth. You know those moments of greatest temptation to compromise your conviction are those times when it's been a while since the fire fell. Some of you are fighting things that you shouldn't have to fight. But you're fighting it because you're doing it by yourself. It's been too long since the fire fell. Amen. I'm not saying you don't feel God. But John said there's one coming after me. He's going to baptize. He said, I'm baptizing you with water. I'm immersing you in water unto repentance. But he's going to baptize you. He's going to cover you. He's going to immerse you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Don't quit on me now. Come on, receive conviction. Saying amen. It's not about saying amen just because, well, I'm doing that already. I can say amen. Come on. Say amen anyway. It's the truth. 
It's been too long since I talked in tongues. It's been too long since I submitted to my man of God. It's been too long since I cleaned house. Come on, stop overriding your internet filters. Let the fire fall. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even all the social media, even TikTok, Hollywood. Come on, it's an apostolic church, and he's bigger than that. If you know he's God, amen, why do you struggle with holiness? If you know he's God, why do you struggle with submission? I'm not against anybody. I have no ax to ground. The only one I hate is the devil. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Baal was a big deal because it had been too long since the fire fell. Somebody be careful right now. Come on, be careful with the thoughts you're entertaining. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody surrender to the holiness of God. I'm not doing what I'm doing just to be different. I'm doing what I'm doing because it's what God's looking for. It pleases God. And if it pleases God, that's all that matters. I said if it makes God happy, that's all that matters. <laughs> it ain't about what makes me happy. 
It certainly ain't about what makes my flesh happy. It certainly it's not about what gratifies my flesh. There's a bunch of junk in the world. There's a bunch of pleasures of this world. Come on, the Bible said that Moses made a choice. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. You better understand this preacher understands that sin feels good. There's pleasures of sin, but it's temporary. It feels good for the moment, but sin doesn't always feel good. When you're waking up in your own vomit, sin don't feel so good. When you go to the doctor and says you've got AIDS, that don't feel good no more. I know that's extreme. Let's pray. Let's pray. Holy Ghost, have your way right now. Holy Ghost, have your way. I wonder tonight, I wonder right now if somebody could offer a sacrifice on an altar. I wonder right now what would happen before we leave this Sunday evening service if some people of God if man would lay down some idols and repair the altar. <laughs>